0: Welcome to Flipping Off, a purpose-driven podcast about flipping houses and making a difference.
1: What's up, everybody? Good morning, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are. Uh, Dave Boswell here, Davey Boswell. I got a good friend of mine in the house today. Uh, Carlos is it, actually tell me right now what is the right way to pronounce it.
0: Guerra, <laughs> I've heard Gera. like Guerra and I've heard
1: Gi <laughs> yeah. Like, so, <laughs> so say it, it's Guerra, 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 mm-hmm. It's just like Guerra, like there's no U. No, nah, I think the U Gera. confuses
0: me, or if it was Hispanic, Guerra. I want to yeah, say like Guerra, 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 like the UE Guerra, yeah. That's why I just go CG, just like CG, CG, nice,
1: anyway. Carlos Guerra, a uh, good friend of mine
0: now, he's, how long you been at the club? It's been a year and a year and a half now.
1: About a year and a half. Awesome. So uh, the reason for today's podcast is just to go through um, Carlos's story and talk about um, his some of his struggles, his experiences, what got him... Uh, into the mindset to actually even begin looking for the club. And um recently I will just let you guys know now recently Carlos closed a deal. How long how long were you at the club before you closed your first deal?
0: Oh God, uh, five, six five, five months, six months. First
1: so deal. Within five or six months, Carlos, uh and how, how what was the, the profit you made on that first one?
0: First one, it was a net of one oh two, but
1: given expenses, split twenty eight. 28 grand on the first one in five Mm -hmm. months. So Carlos is, um, you know, has a bit of he's seen a bit more success than most people do um, within their first six months or even within their first year generally, which is which is awesome. That's what we want to see more of. And we just wanted to show that uh, it's possible and give an Mm -hmm. example of, you know, somebody who's been through that process already and show maybe what kind of mindset it takes to, you know, I don't want to say luck cause we all know luck doesn't really exist or luck does exist, I guess, but it's, <laughs> it's only when, you know, preparation meets opportunity. Right. So, um, I guess, you know, maybe talk about a little bit of what kind of mindset you're in when you were, you know, looking for the club and then if that shift shifted at all for mm-hmm. you when you found the club. So maybe, uh, we'll start with like, where are you from? You know, uh, where you, what's your
0: little bit of your background? Background. Well, I grew up in Long Beach. Um, just overall background, I come from biomedical research operations, so mm. heavy on the science, heavy on the analytical. Um, spent 10 years doing hands-on research, so what you see in the news, mm-hmm. those individuals with the lab coats working on testing, mm. when uh, doing operations on rats mm. was one. And then I st- slowly transitioned to more of a leadership opportunity with the medical school that I was in. Mm. And, you know, I think the entrepreneurial mindset came from there. Because I was given opportunities to test certain things and build an ant- research enterprise when there wasn't any, mm. and train students, train medical students to do research, to think analytically, to train them, and then to do publications and more like presentations with scientists, and then get grilled on that at the same mm. time. It's intense. Oh, but sounds intense. <laughs> it is, dude. Like science is no joke. And then from there. I decided to go more of a leadership route more than the hands-on. So I went to graduate school, got my MBA, then I got an offer at City of Hope. Um, there, I learned how to manage uh, funds, mm. funds like major funds for an institution. And then I started consulting with physicians, going over their um, their funds that they had for their clinical research their projects, their team. So it was more of their overall scope of the institution and the operations from that. Okay. And then transitioned into real estate.
1: Yeah. So you were always interested in real estate while you, know, you
0: were in It's group. funny because there's four things, four life events that have happened mm. that ultimately helped me transition to real estate. First, as we shared uh, intimately, like the loss of my father. Mm-hmm. Things that happened in 2008, 2009. I think that affected everybody. The third was when I bought my first home. And I'll tell you a little bit more about that one. And then having my daughter. Mm. The last one was a major point for me, transition Mm. into real estate. And I never thought I would be transitioning into real estate. Mm. You never thought you would? No, no. But it was a big proponent. She was a big proponent. Your daughter? Yeah, to make the final leap. Is that because of time? Yeah. Yeah. Time was... Time has value, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And, and seeing the amount of little time I was spending and chasing something that I thought I was going to be in for a long time and then not having that fulfillment was like, okay, what What am I really doing now? Mm-hmm. So that's when I decided to take a leap of faith. Everything that I built up to for 10 years, grind, you know, going to school, yeah. graduate school, all that. It's a grind. It's a grind. And then I was like... I'm not happy. I need to see my daughter. And at the end of it, I was like, I resigned. So you actually and quit. I quit. Mm. Yeah, everything I built up for. Right. Because I was like unhappy. Mm. And at the end of it, I need to spend more time with my daughter. And then it was a a Facebook ad that I found. <laughs> and it was Frank.
1: So you had not you had not tried to get into anything else, any other real estate clubs
0: or no, seminars it, it was or just, anything. I was up at night thinking, okay, what's my next step? What do I have to find locally for me to be around my daughter, but at the same time provide some type of income? So you didn't know that it was real estate? Mm-mm. Nope. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be real estate. Interesting. The thing that the third aspect when I was buying my home, I was more hands-on with that mm-hmm. because the first home that my parents bought was in Victorville and they just they didn't do the research. And coming from a research background, I was like, okay, I'm going to be very hands-on with the process of this. So I would be looking at different areas, their the market cap, and then the tax rate in different ones. And then, okay, what is the sell rate here? What's the sell rate there? I was doing more research than the realtor. I was (laughs) yeah, way more for sure. Way more. Yeah. And then I made an Excel list of okay, this property has sold, has been on market for this amount of time. Mm versus this other property has this, 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 you know, score one to 10. Okay. Made decision right there. We're going there right there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs>
1: okay. So you said, you said there were four different events, um, that, you know, and the dot, da- your daughter being the main one, um, maybe a little bit backing up and obviously is, is honest and transparent as yeah. you want to be. You can get into as deep as you want to, but yeah. maybe tell me a little bit about like how those other events Um, shifted your mindset because your dad passed away when you how far into school were you i was
0: in my second year of uh just undergrad at Mm. cal poly pursuing science and he was a big proponent of education like he he was about you going to school yeah yeah. because he showed me during the summers that you know what the value of a dollar is like literally working with him right going to work getting dirty all that lessons what did he do he was a maintenance guy Okay. That main so supervisor, fashion then, labor. hmm We would tr- we would flip the apartments that he had to get ready. So he would renovate it, paint it, do electrical, the plumbing, all that. So okay. Learn that aspect from him.
1: But he pushed you to go to school. Yeah. He really wanted you to not do that work, or how? What do
0: you? He showed me like this is the life that I'm having to do uh-huh. for you to have opportunity. Mm. Take advantage of this right now, since mm. I'm providing this opportunity. For you to have, mm. and that way you're not struggling mm-hmm. in the future. And once he passed away, unfortunately in a car accident, mm-hmm. I was like, "Crap, yeah." Now, Say it. yeah, <laughs> shit, <laughs> shit, fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was, it was, t- it was a tough time. Yeah, I get it, man. At 21, now becoming the head of household, mm-hmm. I didn't even know what the fr- freaking life insurance was, dude. Right at that point, right? Because he was the man in the house he took care of everything right and then now i have my mom she's in the mental state that it's like okay i have to be strong for her i gotta be strong for myself right i have to figure all these things out now that i have to provide direction and that's where it was really the beginning of okay now in the men in the house i have to make this major decisions and along the way i didn't have that that mentor that guidance ship that I was looking for yeah um, and then 2008 happened. Yeah. I learned that lesson pretty hard. hmm So how did that affect you? Uh, I know mean, it
1: affected a lot of people. and It did. It, um, 2008 being, for those of you who don't know, the, mm-hmm. the big crash of the market, the real estate market.
0: Yeah, dude, It's do. Like, a lot of people lost a lot of money. Mm-hmm. How, and it affected you? Yeah. We lost a lot of money. Okay. What they paid for and what we let the house go for, mm. 70 grand. Yeah. 70 grand. And, uh basically trust a realtor that I shouldn't have, and we didn't know what the situation was going, and then we ended up renting because she just wanted out because mm. it had too many memories and too much of my dad. Sure. So that's where I was like, okay, didn't know anything about real estate, but that was my first lesson about it. And then that's why I was hands-on when I was looking for my first home to purchase mm. because I was like, okay, I'm going to learn this process. make it, Make sure it doesn't go wrong. Exactly. Do it right. Exactly.
1: Okay, It makes sense. So, and then fast forward, you f- you saw this Facebook ad.
0: Mm-hmm. It was late at night, and then it was Facebook ad in terms of the Real Estate Club, and then submitted the online form, and then then I got a call from Frank.
1: And what 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 kind of. Uh mindset were you in when you when you sent that in, you sent me in your info. Were you just skeptical, like, ah, oh, might as well just see. Were you were you um, hopeful about it or how
0: how were you feeling when you were I was I was getting interest because I was researching. Okay. Oh, oh so you started doing started research. Doing it. Yeah, of course you did. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then I came across uh NAAC and then I was like, okay, what are they about? And then read the reviews, went through the website, started mm. getting informed of who's in there and what do you guys do and how you guys do it. Um, and then, yeah, I was like, you know what? Let me just go through intro, see what's going on. Yeah.
1: So when you came, when you came through the three day event, um, and you were gonna, you're gonna getting ready to start looking for deals. What did your mindset shift from, uh, like did a light bulb go off for you during the three day or, you know what I mean? Like, did yeah. you, did you, did it click
0: for you? It, uh, Cause you closed the deal pretty quick. So yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, like your mom said, you provide a business in a box mm. by trial and error of what you guys have already been through. And there was a moment there in RPP that I had with her mom. I call it the Peter moment because we connected in a way that she knew that I was apprehensive, but I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. I knew you were apprehensive for sure, yeah. yeah. You like I was I was quiet for Very the last quiet. two yeah. two I didn't days. Know
1: about you I didn't know about you at all. I was kind of like yeah. trying to figure out what was going on with this guy, yeah. super quiet.
0: Mentally, it was like, you know, what I was, what I was thinking I was going to be doing for the rest of my life. Mm. Now transitioning to you guys opening my eyes to other possibilities, other opportunities, but at the same time having the opportunity to be Around for my daughter. Mm. That was a big proponent. Big deal. Yep. So the wheels
1: just turning. Mm-hmm. That's why you were quiet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very the anal- analytical mind just moving. Mm-hmm. That's cool. absolutely dude we do. Okay, so uh, now you start looking for prospect, Pros- prospective leads. You start look- start prospecting for leads. Mm-hmm. Um, what What were your conversations like at
0: first? <laughs> Um, it's funny because the first door knock I ever did, I was there was someone outside. It was in Jukapa, and I noticed that she was having a hard time. Something was going on. It was a pre foreclosure. I did actually a little marketing piece of introducing who I was, my picture, a little bit of my background, and what I, why I was there. Mm-hmm. I left it um, with the homeowner's sister, and that turned out to be something that Patty went to go talk to, the homeowner.
1: Oh. And his name was... With intentionally for you or be just like randomly she
0: went as well? No, no. Uh, intentionally when because he contacted oh. he contacted me after. Oh, got it. And then I wasn't, you know, well-versed in terms of his options. Sure. So I referred him to Patty. Right. Patty then went over there and, you know, she did her thing as she does. Uh, she's very, very good at what she does. And that homeowner... Ended up doing chapter thirteen. Ultimately, we couldn't help him out.
1: And and real quick for anybody who doesn't know Patty, she's <laughs> um, crazy, crazy awesome. Uh, she is super outgoing and honestly just one of the most genuine people you'll probably ever meet. She really just right. cares about she. When she starts talking to you, she has one thing in mind and that's just you. Like exactly. She really doesn't care about anything else. she's no like motives or you know. There's no. Um, you know, she there's no strings attached. She's not looking to accomplish anything other than, you know, serve whatever that person's needs are. So Absolutely. that's why
0: she's very good at what she does. Absolutely. And that's where we connected right. really quick. And based on how she saw how I was approaching homeowners, she mentored me. She mentored me. She she basically showed me how she does things. That's and awesome. How, and then that that's where it clicked. I'm like, okay, the next door, the next door. I got a little bit better with the conversations, a little bit more comfortable. And then that first deal that happened it was persistence with those homeowners so I, tell me a little bit about it how'd how it go so at first they were apprehensive and then I started noticing oh they said that they are doing a loan mod then I know in RPP.
1: so what was the first meeting like, like let's, let's just go to the very first, meeting. first how, meeting yeah the very first time you met the homeowner what was the conversation like or what what was that encounter like
0: They were like – they were a little bit apprehensive because they were like, no, we already have it covered in terms of a low mod. But Mm -hmm. then the little things I was noticing, the body language, the circumstance that they were living in, I started asking more questions. Mm -hmm. And then based on that conversation and that apprehension, like they have everything covered and I started asking more pointed questions, diving into it. I hadn't realized that they were getting scammed. Mm. They paid $3,000, $4,000 to get a low mod. Ah, Boom. Mm -hmm. There you go. So you
1: told them – you're being scammed. Yep. Uh, you should never have paid for that mm-hmm. and gained instant trust. Yep. Cool. Awesome. Perfect. Great. Okay. So that was – how long How long was the relationship from the time you started talking to them to the point where they were all finished up?
0: I think that took probably four visits, three to four visits within a month's time. Mm. Okay. One time.
1: So that's quicker. That's honestly quicker than most – most of these transactions and most of these processes but that's awesome. Yeah. That they were able to get it dealt with. So, what was the details in the in the house they were in foreclosure yeah. somebody scammed them and so did did you guys take care of that?
0: Yeah, uh we definitely um took it where we called the uh, the lender. Your mom and I, we got on the lender. We got on a call with them and they haven't received one bit of documentation. Oh, man. And that's when they have that self-realization as well. And then looking at what the documents and providing them the statement of information, that's where we, your mom made the, the offer of helping them out. Mm-hmm. And then based on the re- realization that they face, and now that offer, they were like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, Go for it. it's a no-brainer.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's amazing what it happens when you're just willing to help somebody.
0: Right, and we looked at it holistically, and that was a big aspect that they were having people come up to them, just offer them, like, look, we'll give you $25,000 cash, but not really diving deep into what they really needed. Yeah, they're just throwing numbers at them. Exactly. Nobody
1: has any idea what to Without do. Without explaining. They're terrified. Exactly. Like, yeah, feeling exactly. like they're getting
0: it scammed again. Exactly. So the their approach was very methodical but very holistic, mm-hmm. and that was – you know, what encapsulated a lot of trust in mm-hmm. that partnership to form. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
1: Do you think you would have been able to do something like this without having gone to NWAC?
0: No, <laughs> absolutely not. Yeah. The way that your mom approached the situation, the way that she brought me in, and then adding the components of Oscar, then Tim, the creative thinking, that's where I loved that conversation because... Mm-hmm of the analytical side, the way they were forming it and how it made sense. And it was a win-win situation for a lot of individuals. For everybody, yeah. And it just made total sense. And I was like, there's no way I could have thought of this at that point. Now, there's a lot of more tools and resources that I have that I can have that conversation pretty easily.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely how's it been since then have you been consistently door knocking are you do you fall off a little bit after the first one or how's it been you could be honest no
0: no, to be honest it's like there were things in a pipeline um that's the thing with this i decided to do it full-time yeah and with full-time your success is really dependent on you right but at the same time you have to recall that this is not an easy business no it could take a mental toll on you yeah one day and then You're going to have to wake up the next day and then have more conversations. And you have to be kind of ready for this conversation because you're dealing with a new individual with different circumstances. And you're the individual that has the knowledge, but also the resources to help them. Whether they realize it, not at that moment in time, but they will realize it.
1: Eventually. Eventually. Yeah. It's a matter of getting them or getting to that place with them.
0: Yeah. And total, I mean, there's been... 5 deals but within that it's the net was it was a lot
1: yeah. for this year. Yeah, that's awesome man that's that's really exciting that's
0: awesome hi this is christian rios as many of you know i've been a member of new wealth advisors club for over seven years and got started when i was 17 years old with absolutely no real estate experience one of the biggest lessons i have learned from being in the industry is the need for authentic relationships if you're looking for an actual team locally in southern california with all the resources needed to close deals register for one of our free workshops by visiting www.joinnwac.com. Thanks for listening to the Flipping Off podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Man.
1: That's that's really exciting. That's awesome to hear.
0: Um Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like I said, this business is something that if you really are going to put 100% you're basically putting in your livelihood. You have to really be consistent, disciplined. But at the same time, be prepared that you need to face things yeah. that you haven't faced in the past that need to be addressed. Yeah. And this year has been a crazy year for everybody. And for the first time, you could say in 13 years, I was able to stop for a little bit. Mm. Take some time. Take some time. Even though there were things in the pipeline, I needed to take some time for me Yeah. and address certain things that I haven't. Because after the death of my dad, I just always been on the go, dude. Go, mm-hmm. go, yeah, go. You don't go, go, stop. You yeah. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, dude. Not gonna lie. Um, there's times where I was depressed, and I had to deal with that. So yeah, I now take medication for it. Do you? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Take medication for depression. Have my counselor. We talk about things, and you know, by the same time, I enjoy. Just being in front of the door and actually having a genuine conversation with the homeowner—that's a big deal. That's it really is. cool because that adds a layer of fulfillment mm. that you know I didn't have in my past.
1: That's so cool. That coming from somebody who—I mean, how many years of school did you go through?
0: i would say five and three, six, seven. Yeah, post high school.
1: So you grind. You went on a grind through school to be able to have a successful life, and Absolutely. I mean with your degree i mean just um you can make well over six figures a year yeah
0: i left the six figure job
1: right and uh for perspective i mean i think that's everything you know for when you look at most the average average joe the average jane like most people are just trying to get to a point in life where they're financially stable right and um they can hear it from somebody who you know who was completely stable beyond i would say past financially stable and say you were you know pretty successful and um, it just goes to show you, you really can't find that fulfillment in right. money it no. just it just doesn't no. just doesn't do it
0: it's just a, it's a byproduct in terms of you know years and years of investing in yourself but thinking that you were going to be fulfilled doing that role and now transition into real estate, then you find yourself, okay, being fulfilled, but learning basically how to fish, mm. basically learning how to make your own income. So. And there's no cap to that. It's only capped by how much effort you really put into that's it. So true. That's it, dude.
1: That's exciting, too, when you think about that, really. And yeah. that's honestly one of the things that keeps me going and gets me really juiced up about yeah. what I do is, is, um, the possibilities of what could happen, and sometimes that can even be paralyzing for a lot of people. It some sometimes, like the fear of success, mm-hmm. is is it can paralyze people. And I find myself in that place
0: on, at different times, and I have to f- struggle with that. But yeah, but here's the thing: here's the beauty about it. I wasn't alone during that process. Mm. There were four, there were people that were coming in that I've been able to partner with, that I've been able to learn that I've been able to have a genuine conversation with and a genuine relationship building off of that, that now transcends to me even mentoring individuals that reach out to me. Right. So it's like you're paying it forward and then people notice. I'm not one that likes to brag in terms of success. Sure. Anything monetary or anything like that. Mm-hmm. The su- I see success is I have time for my daughter. <laughs> That's, That's success true. to me. I have time for my family when I wasn't really focusing on that i was chasing titles i was chasing mm. uh, positions and right. ambitions and right. yeah, a salary right but then coming to a realization that you know this has more value this will have a long-term value yeah for mm. me myself and my family and how's your relationship now with your daughter what's how's that been i get the i get the chance to have just have her you know wake up make breakfast right. play around Now with this whole COVID thing, just teaching her, like, the letters, writing it out, uh, set curriculums up for her to be ready. But I know her upbringing will be very different now Yeah, because of real estate. Absolutely. That more of that entrepreneurial mindset Mm. to look at things very differently, to look at things creatively rather than just where I would grew up, where my dad was like, no, school, school, school. School's great, but it's not going to teach you life lessons.
1: It's so – that is so freaking cool because – she's really gonna get both sides of it she's gonna exactly. get the both of Beth the the best of, Beth, uh, the, the Beth of both worlds <laughs> <laughs> yeah Mike Tyson <laughs> the best of both worlds yeah you know having coming from your dad pushing you to be you know she's gonna see uh everything that you did she's gonna see the good things about you going through school and then she's gonna see how it was important for you to spend time with her and she's gonna see that she has value you know she's gonna see the value in herself because you gave her that, but it's just, I think it's so awesome what you're doing, man. And I think your story is inspirational and it's very relatable. And uh, that's the reason I wanted you to get here to share this. Uh, I just know that so many people are um, at a point in their life where they are not fulfilled. Right. No matter what they're doing. And I think it's so important to hear from somebody who has made money, like who's been there and uh, has made the money without, you know, without having to, um, become an entrepreneur, that you right. you did the grind, you've made the money, you could have done that and it wasn't I wasn't right for your life. And so I think that's right. it's so big. It's so big for your family,
0: for your future and for you. Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, it is possible. And I know I've, I've spoken with individuals that have been doing this a while and just it's just the mindset. everybody has things in their life that is' there they look at setbacks and they hold on to that mm. so long that it doesn't allow them to fully progress. Mm. But that's where mentally I had to do a mental check for myself because I've always been on the grind. I always had to go, go, go. I need to make this happen. I need, I'm need. i driven. And if you tell me, no, you can't do it, I'm just going to prove you wrong mm. right there on the spot. I will. And that's just the mentality that I was raised with and the, the grit that I had to have. Yeah, and in fact, I'm pretty sure we told you not to quit your job. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I mean, I came to NAAC after. It was right after. It was right after. I think it was like right after because I was like, wait, you quit? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you know what? I did it. But then this opportunity came up with getting to know you guys, yeah, what you guys are about, and then building – basically, you guys are – I see it this way. You guys are a ship that you guys have your captains, your leaders, and then you guys take us out to sea for three days Mm. to learn Mm. the aspect. Then we come back, then you guys give us our own little boat, (laughs) basically, our own little boat to basically go out there to fish. That's awesome. But you guys are there as well to protect us from the sharks. Right. And at the same time, look at every fish that we catch. Right. And see what we can make of it. That's that's awesome analogy or metaphor. I'm not sure. That's yeah. that's awesome. And then there's always gonna be that lifeline there. Mm. If I need help on something, I have questions. Look at things very differently. So that's it's it's funny because I was thinking about this this morning. Like how am I gonna reference this? Mm. And then that's awesome. I was, awesome. Yeah, I I was love baby that. shark. I was doing baby <laughs> shark with my daughter, dude. And I was like, you know what? Sea boat sharks. <laughs> you know, it makes that's sense. epic. <laughs> It does too. I mean, that's yeah. that's perfect. That's exactly what it is. I mean. Yeah. And now when things come up, like there's a there's an appointment that I have this coming Saturday with the student that mentioned like, hey, look, I want to learn from you, see what you're doing, and basically improve. Mm. We have an appointment on Saturday. That's so cool. And and even if uh, like let's say something I don't know, I was like I always have my go-to is Oscar. Yeah. Oscar, like I always like. <laughs> breaking things down like yeah. how far am I in terms of my approaches yeah. or the solutions that I think I'm thinking of uh, basically uh providing versus how he thinks of things and it's mm. there's a lot of similarities there yeah, absolutely
1: uh I would agree <laughs> do you think uh do you think anybody can do the business
0: yeah if you really have the wherewithal and the mindset for it Mindset is going to be the biggest part. Yeah, big. Anybody can change in terms of the way they approach certain things, the way they talk, the way they might think. But that's where mentorship is a big aspect. That's where I was
1: going to go next. He, Carlos went through the six week, twelve week, six week, twelve. Is it twelve or six? God.
0: The mentorship with your mom.
1: The mentorship with my mom is six. Yeah. Maybe it's twelve. I can't. I'm. Yeah. I'm having a major brain fart right now. Is it six? Six-week mentorship. I can't remember. You went yeah. through the mentorship program. Mm-hmm. And uh, tell me a little bit about that. Why did you feel like you needed to do that? For one, I
0: needed to really see where this could take me. Like really look into it very prospectively, invest in myself for the first time mm. outside of academics. Mm. And what your mom provided was an encapsulation of breaking things down for you. Mentally, in terms of everything that you compartmentalize, you need to unpack that. Mm -hmm. You really need to unpack that. Yeah, you need it in front of you. Exactly. You need it all out. Yeah, I totally get that. There is something to be said about revealing things and discussing things and walking through things rather than just, okay, it's real estate. I can learn this, this, this. But at the same time, walking through, unpacking certain things and how it correlates – to the success that you've had in the past and the success that you have in the future, it's kind of setting another foundation to prepare you what's ahead. And that's where I was like, okay, for the first time I was able to unpack privately during this time of COVID, the passing of my dad. Mm. Because I wasn't, as one person told me, I was not able to grieve the way I should. Mm. And sometimes you need to take things out for yourself to reveal and go through that pain to have that self-realization because as we both know parents are big proponents mm. in our lives yeah yeah so yeah no, the mentorship helped me definitely align certain aspects of my life that I need to get in order
1: yeah absolutely sorry I just lost my I've lost myself a little bit no no I know it's yeah dude. it's heavy. Um, so that's, yeah, that's really cool. Uh, I think a huge part is being willing to going, like going through mentorship because you can listen to all the information and you can hear it and can go in in one ear and right out the other, you know? Right. So it really takes like being in the right mindset to go through the mentorship and then take advantage of it and do the things. I just see Carlos as somebody who, I really see you as somebody who's just like a, um, a really good representation, like a, just a really good student, like somebody yeah. who, you know, like you do what you're supposed to do. Like you get you get the information in front of you, you analyze it, decide whether or not it's valuable or makes right. sense. And then you, you go ahead and do that, yeah. you know, and you don't waver on it. You just do what you're told. Right. And it's a perfect example of if you do what you're supposed to do and you kind of follow the steps, then the things, yeah. you
0: know, but it's easier said than done, <laughs> right? Yeah, no, the first year was like, I was more like, let me learn as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Always there in the classes, learning, asking pointed questions, digging into the mind of Tim, digging into the mind of Oscar, Chris Album, just asking pointed questions because I was so curious. And then now, this year and a half, this second year, going into the second year, I've been like, okay, let me, let me see what this guy's doing. Mm-hmm. How? What's working for him? Nice. What's working for them? Nice. So closing. Okay. So I was provided an opportunity to close my own deal outside. Mm-hmm. Oh. And I learned a lot of in that process. Mm. The the network that, you know, basically and buyers and just talking to them, you know, just pre- be prepared to when you're facing, you know, these opportunities, what you're what you learned in the past, the foundation that you have. And now I'm, I'm starting to think, okay, I'm taking a little bit, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, just forming my own way of like pursuing real estate but at the same time going back to always having that comfort of knowing i can go back and just get a double check yeah it's so that cool. that's that's critical in yeah. this business because you you know who to work with and you know who not to work right with. you realize that pretty quick yes and that's where that safe haven i feel like with nwac with oscar with your mom going over deals like yeah it makes sense yeah especially sure. as you're starting off it's so cool man very cool um
1: anything that you'd want to share with anybody uh, that you want to somebody who's thinking about coming to the club and not sure um maybe on the fence or anything yeah. you any encouragement
0: When you asked me to do this podcast I uh, I was surprised at the same time I w- I really thought about like the message that I want to translate mm-hmm. and the impact that some a decision like this is can have a life-changing effects but at the same time doing something with intent. So there's self-development books I've been reading during this time. And there's a passage here from uh, Life Principles from Ray Dalio. Um, Successful individual. And then this really harpened in terms of where I was at that point. And I think this will help relate to a lot of individuals in terms of even getting into this business. Awesome. Okay. So at some point in your life, you will crash in a big way. You might fail at your job or with your family, lose a loved one, suffer a serious accident or illness, or discover that life you imagine is out of reach forever. There are a whole host of ways that something will get to you. At such times, you will be in pain and you might think that, I'm sorry, that you don't have the strength to go on. You almost always do. however. Your ultimate success will depend on how you realize that fact, even though it may not seem that way at the moment. So this is why many people who have endured setbacks that seemed devastating at that time ended up as happy or even happier than they originally were after they successfully adapted to them. The quality of your life will depend on the choices you make at those painful moments. The faster one appropriately adapts, the better. No matter what you want out of life, your ability to adapt and move quickly and efficiently through the process of personal evolution will determine your success and your happiness. If you do it well, you can change your physiological reaction to it. So that way, so that what was your pain can become something you crave. Hmm. Wow. So, how is that? How did that apply to you, or in the biggest way, would you say? Made me reflect on the choice that I made during that difficult time Mm. of losing my dad, um, quitting a job that I wasn't happy with, having that time with my daughter, and adapting to what was right in front of me.
1: Mm.
0: And that was an opportunity to have a better future. Here I am now. (laughs) Yeah, yes, you are, man.
1: Killing it, too. Killing it. That's awesome, man. You're an inspiration for a lot of people for sure, So, thank you. Um, including me. So thank you. Thank you for sharing with us, man. That's awesome. Where can people find that?
0: So Ray Dalio, Life Principles, Audible, uh, Barnes & Nobles.
1: Nice. It's a great cool.
0: book, dude. Check it out. It's good stuff.
1: Um, Carlos, I want to thank you very much for joining us today and no, sharing your story you. and pouring your heart out. Um, your story is awesome. Um, thank you for being an inter- integral part of the club and for showing up as a leader and who you've been. It's, it's really awesome. And it makes uh, what we do at the club. Uh, it just reassures me that, you know, and all of us that like what we're doing is powerful and like yeah. what we provide is, is valuable. So I exactly. just want to thank you for that very much, man. No, thank you for um, us. guys. Guys. Uh, I think that's going to be it for today. So it's been fun and we will see you next time. with Carlos and Dave. We out. Oh, yep.
0: Lena Boswell, your host of the Flippin Off podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, we'd love for you to subscribe, give us a 5-star rating and tell your friends all about us. You can find more episodes of the Flippin Off podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever else you like to listen to awesome podcasts like this. If you like what you've heard, we'd really appreciate it if you'd follow us on Facebook and Instagram and tell us the stories that you'd like to hear. Tim Jackson is our senior producer. Luke Jackson is our editor. Brothers. Josh Maldine is our producer. Sound design by Frequency Factory. Our executive producer is Mind & Mill. This was all created by Dave Boswell for New Wealth Advisors Club.